If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The following podcast was recorded on April 26, 2020, when I did a 12 hour live stream to help raise money for Meals on Wheels. It was a fantastic day. We had a lot of fun. However, because it was a live stream, the audio quality on this podcast may have some issues. And there are going to be things that likely don't translate that well in the audio format because it was originally recorded on video. However, if you would like to go and see all of the video, you can over on Fangraphs.com or check out my YouTube channel, just type in Justin Mason and should be able to find it, or Potapalooza. All of the podcasts from Potapalooza will be split onto different podcast feeds. TGFBI, Friends of Fancy Benefits, and The Sleeper in the Bus. So if you want to listen to them all, you're going to have to go to all three feeds and download them. Enjoy! All right, and joining us now is our NFBC crew, uh, and we are going to talk some NFBC uh, here in a minute. But Don't first, let Matty Davis in. Don't let him yeah, in. Yeah, ho- hope he, hopefully he can get back in, because there he is. Um, unfortunately, I can only have uh, 10 people on. Oh, oh shoot, I got to kick my other. I, I yeah, take my I don't other know if we want to two Justins instead of one Matty. There we go. No, I'd much rather have one Maddie as opposed to any Justin. So, uh, but unfortunately, I had some camera issues, and so I'm having to run two screens at the same time to make sure my camera can go. Um, and if uh, it freeze up, I had to restart my computer. So, uh, here we go. NFPC crew, uh, and this is a good one. I've been really looking forward to this one uh, since I put together the teams. Uh, so, let's start with introductions. Uh, tell me where people can reach on social media, and then talk a little bit about yourself. John, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Justin. Gentlemen, how are we today? So, How's it going, John? Yeah, Good. I, see my I didn't get the hat memo, though. <laughs> <laughs> There's still time. Yeah, there is. I there you go, Jeff. Woo, thanks. <laughs> now, you can see my handle right there, at Fish2483. Uh, just kind of in the same boat as everybody else, hoping for a season, praying for a season, no matter how many games we get. Uh, yeah, passing my time. Uh, unfortunately, NFBC shut down the online championship draft, so 
yeah, probably a good thing for my wallet, but uh, yeah, so just kind of hanging on and praying for a season. I'm uh, just Jeff. hoping to duck you in the main, John. I've had too much of you already as it is. So, uh, <laughs> I know we've been on the same page on a lot of players. So. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, things are still trying to crank out shows on XM and podcasts on Rotowire and articles on Rotowire. I'm currently working on a set of KBO projections, so uh, hopefully nice. we'll have some uh, games to watch there. But let me tell you, it, it's it's tough. It's tough because, first of all, I don't know the players very well. I'm, I'm researching like mad trying to catch up. But two, like there's not even a standard spelling for the names. I mean, I, I understand it's because we're using different characters <laughs> and we're just translations of those characters. So like my KBO versus baseball reference, they're just different. You know, I can't wait for NFBC. I hopefully we have a main. I'll still go to Vegas if we have a live main. But uh, until then, got to keep busy. Well, Vegas sounds like they want to reopen, so you might actually get that opportunity. Colin, welcome to the show. Thanks, Justin. Thanks so much for putting this on. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at SeaWeatherWax13. I uh, do a little bit of work for PitcherList and FWFB. Uh, right now, I've just been kind of relaxing. I mean, I haven't really del- delved into any uh, baseball analysis in the past month or so. Did a little bit for the NFL draft this past uh, weekend, but yeah, not too much going on here. Hoping for a season uh, so that way I can re-upload all of my 50 leagues and see how badly I did. <laughs> uh, and Vlad, welcome to the show. What's up, everybody? Uh, Vlad Sedler at RotoGut on Twitter. Uh, right now, just working on uh, twice a week shows, uh, live stream, probably, I think maybe outside of this here, Podpalooza, maybe the only live stream uh, in the industry. So Monday and Friday, uh, shows with different guests uh, in the industry, mostly baseball. Uh, this Monday, actually have your boys, Jeff, uh, Clay Link and uh, James nice. Anderson. So we're going to talk some prospects, talk some rap. Um, and then my from the gut column continues, uh, whether there's a season or there's no season. And right now I'm um, working on something that is basically going to be a breakdown of the uh, mid- best middle relievers and sixth starters that you would want to target um, late in your drafts um, if we do, in fact, have drafts again. And that amazing mustache is Matty Davis. Matty, how you doing? <laughs> you like it, huh? I love it. <laughs> uh, the wife does not. <laughs> well, I'm surprised uh, you'd be willing yeah. to anger a pregnant wife. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I produce content over at Fantasy Pros. Currently not actually, unfortunately, getting able to write anything where I was going to do DraftKings content um, over there for them. So I'm kind of waiting to see when we get news on a season. Um, and then other than that, you can find me on Twitter at Maddie Wood. And I'm just hanging out with a pregnant wife at home. We've both been quarantining since March 11th. That was the same evening. Uh, we decided that it would be best for me not to travel to Las Vegas. That was obviously before the news of everything closing down. So yeah, we're just uh, trying to stay busy out on the property for now. And I've got a question for you, Mason. Have you been given a restroom break? I have. I've gotten a couple restroom breaks. Okay. Uh, so and uh, uh, a break to fix my computer, which is now acting up again. So I may just have to switch over to my my laptop for the rest of the show. But uh, yeah, I've had a couple restroom breaks, and I've just like been like, "Hey, here's a topic," and I've run out of the room. Okay. <laughs> uh, my wife uh, relieved me uh, a little while ago, so I could go. So I should be all good for this segment. Uh, so let's uh, let's jump in and talk about. Uh, some kind of NFBC-centric, high-stakes-centric uh, questions. Um, and we will start with, uh, I think, the question I'm most interested in hearing the answer to, uh, and that is, 
is it even worth playing high stake leagues with such a small sample of a season? Like, is this going to be such a crapshoot that it's not even worth investing that much money into John? Uh, I think if you have an advantage, if you think you have an advantage and, um, you know, in your research and looking over players and you think maybe some certain players get moved up the depth chart or moved up the, you know, the, the ADP. I think, yeah, I think if you, again, I think if you, if you have an advantage and you think you have an advantage, why not? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Go ahead. No, it's after you. After you. Uh, so I can kind of tell back on that. Um, yeah. So uh, it brings uncertainty, uncertain, uncertainty also brings, uh, leverage. And, you know, if you're able to find that leverage, then you should be able to succeed in high stakes. Um, with us not knowing the environment or the atmosphere right now or how many games are being played, it's kind of tough to know if we have that sort of leverage or if we're able to create a leverage or a model that's going to be successful enough to succeed in whatever environment that is. Um, but no matter what, there will be that form of, of, of leverage for somebody and you will have an edge if you're able to find that edge and you should attack it. If you're not comfortable with that and you're not comfortable with the money that you're investing, then maybe you should pull out a little bit. Vlad. Yeah, I mean, it's really a matter of one's own uh, preparation. I think bankroll plays a lot in it and um, where you lie on the on, on the side of risk. Uh, one of the things that we're really going to want to know is um, give us some sort of framework. You know, if it's uh, in a couple of weeks, at least give us something to, to to work off of. Because you know, right now, I think most of us that are that have done our own projections, have done our own rankings, uh, we, we did so on a based on a 162 game season. A lot of us haven't gone to start to do the work of what that looks like for 80 and 100 games, and you know, adjusting pitchers, hitters, and, and things like that. So. Um, but, you know, Maddie hit it on the head. Um, it, it's if you it's how confident you feel if you do find um, opportunities where you can take advantage of it with uh, with leverage. So, I mean, at the end of the day, someone has to win. And I think, you know, if you're if you're prepared and um, and are comfortable with the risk, then I think it could be worth taking. Colin, uh, Randy Haynes said that it's a crapshoot anytime you put up big money. So what are your thoughts? <laughs> uh, he, he's not lying. That's for sure. Um, you know, I, I've invested so much in into the NFBC so far this year, as if, you know, pretty much everybody on this live stream has um, that I'm just I'm really curious how they're going to structure the rules this year. So like like Vlad said, if there's 80 to 100 games, what's the minimum or minimum or maximum innings pitched? You know what? How? how can we adjust, you know, our team structure, the fab for cut line and, and everything that NFBC offers, how can we all adjust to this new normal? And a lot of people have been saying that, you know, all the, all the teams that we've already drafted, it's not going to be fair. Um, but everyone's it's on a level playing field. Everyone's mm-hmm. playing with these same disadvantages and advantages. And yeah, like for me, I, I, I have 50 teams and I know uh, John and Vlad, you know, y'all have <laughs> lots of teams as well, but you know, at the end of the day, we signed up for this as if it was going to be 162 games. And if it's not, we just have to adjust accordingly. Yeah. And the thing is, we just don't know. I mean, the thing is, we all think we know some ideas of how a reconstructed season might look. But let's face it, 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 it's still, you know, MLB doesn't have a plan yet. They have ideas. They have some things that they've thrown out. But we don't even know how long the season is really going to be. It could be 120. It could be 80. It could be 60. We don't know. Um, and if you're uncomfortable with that uncertainty, I, I get that. I can understand scaling back, but I mean, let's face it. We all love doing this. It, it's not just, I think, yeah, we all want to profit too, but I think we do, we do these many leagues because we love this game too. And so I'm going to, I'm going to play when, whatever they give us. All right. 
How does a shortened season change how you approach your big money drafts that have yet to happen, Vlad? Uh, I think you pretty much have a, a lot wider sort of range of outcomes. Uh, for me specifically with, with hitters, I think I'm probably more likely to, uh, to avoid those extreme power hitters, the guys that are more likely to have, uh, have really prolonged slumps and, and maybe concentrate on guys that are going to give me contributions across the board of you know standard five reto categories, have some speed, uh, mostly looking for guys with just good hitting tools, guys with, uh, with with high contact rates, guys that are less likely to slump. Where you know, uh, in a shorter season, you'll have that decision of, of somebody that you took in the top hundred who just isn't producing and really slumping, and they're going to be good guys on the waiver wire. You're going to have to make that decision. Um, that that would be really tough. I think in auctions you can go more, maybe a little bit more, uh, more, more stars and scrubs, and uh, put put your money in towards the top starters that you know that are going to get those, uh, those those big innings. Um, you know the, the closers with uh, that have set jobs. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I think um, you know just just, just hitters that uh, can hit well as easy uh, as uh, simple as it sounds. Maddie. Uh, first, so you kind of have to, if you're drafting, well, I guess none of us are drafting our high stakes drafts right now, but if you are, if you did any of those online championships, when Greg and Tom sent out the email with the, you know, the discount and that those were the last few days of the online, um, RotoWire teams, uh, how did you guys approach all of that? Did you guys change your approach? Were you guys sticking to the regular, everyone's playing in their teams and traveling at their, you know, stadium to stadium, or did you guys approach it with Arizona to Florida? Because we did something, uh, Peter Christensen and I did something very interesting in two online champions. Um, we drafted nothing but uh, hitters on the West Coast and nothing but uh, pitchers on the East Coast. And uh, he did some research on some run differential because he gambles on spring training. And he found that there's a two and a half uh, run differential um, over on the East Coast uh, negatively. So the pitching environment is much better over there, whereas the hitting environment is almost uh, essentially course filled in Arizona. And then you also have to take into account that the the climate in Arizona from March, where we're used to spring training numbers there, what are those numbers? What would those numbers look like in July? What would they look like in August? Okay, where the, the climate and the humidity is not going to change as much in Florida. Um, so there could be a huge, huge difference in uh, like so the divisions as well. Like, for example, the Northwest Division in Arizona has these pitching staffs, Brewers, Padres, Mariners, Rangers and Royals. Now, if they do hypothetically play a season or a, uh, the proposal that they propose with Arizona and Florida, how would Joey Gallo fare against Royals, Mariners, Padres, and Brewers pitching in Arizona all year long? Mm-hmm. You know, so so we took an aggressive approach. We kind of took his DFS look at it, and we said, let's hedge. Let's take a gamble on if there is an Arizona and Florida format. Let's do something weird and get aggressive and let's not go away from it. No matter what player we like or dislike when it gets later in the draft, we stuck to the plan and the both teams have nothing but hitters in the West Coast and nothing but pitchers in the East Coast. But that's, of course, the Arizona, Florida um, plan. So I don't know what I'm going to do with high stakes, to be honest, because I don't know the the um, I don't know the format. We don't know the environment. We don't know uh, the atmosphere. But if it was Arizona and Florida, I could tell you that that would be some sort of uh, risky approach or wild approach that I would take. Jeff, what are your thoughts on that? I love the plan. I think that's fantastic. I think it's uh, thinking ahead of time. I hadn't really quantified, you know, I I had an idea like Arizona versus Phoenix, Arizona being a better hitting area, but I hadn't quantified it like you guys had. I think that's fantastic. I think a lot of us have thought about, 
you know, okay, it's going to hurt the Giants pitchers. It's going to it's going to hurt Rockies hitters a little bit, perhaps, or at least take away their advantage that they might have had over the field. Maybe devalue someone like Charlie Blackman. Uh, take a chance on John Gray later on, perhaps. Who knows? Uh, but uh, I like that approach a lot. Uh, one thing I am doing for sure is I'm uh, making sure. I get uh, at least one established closer or earlier than I might have otherwise. I really don't want to be dabbling in the fab pool that often trying to find closers. I want to try to have some, I want to take away some of the volatility there because we have a shortened season. I just don't want, you know, there's less time for my fab bids to work. And I also think that we may have fewer guys to bid on in fabs too. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, if we have a smaller minor league pool, for instance, if there's no actual minor leagues, well, that's going to really kind of, there's not going to be those guys that come out of nowhere. There's not going to be that Jordan Alvarez. That oh where you know he's really tearing it up. All of a sudden we're gonna you know push him. Well, he's on some taxi squad in the backfields. We really don't know as much. So I you know I'm gonna probably be you know I'm, I want to make sure I'm not you know trying to scramble to find closers. That's for for one thing. I want to try to be able to have at least one if not two solid guys. John, uh, for me, I drafted as if they were playing eighty to one hundred games and in their home parks. Um, I just. I mean, there's already been players speaking out about the whole Arizona plan. I think until we actually know something's set in stone, I think we just kind of need to draft off of them playing in their home parks. So that's what I did. Um, obviously, before the high stakes leagues come, uh, we'll we'll know for sure what the plan is. So that could be subject to change. But I know for my drafts that I did towards the, the end of the draft season, uh, I definitely drafted as if they were playing in their home parks still. With mayors like Los Angeles and and governors uh, saying that there aren't going to be sports or large events in their cities or states for months, maybe the rest of the year, like, do you really think there's a chance we go back to home parks? Is that for me? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I do think so. Um, I mean, we've already seen some states start to open up. I think, you know, it's still – end of April here. Um, we still have a couple months until, you know, hopefully the situation improves across the country. Um, I think we can eventually see all the states opened up. All right. Colin, what are your thoughts on this? I think to kind of piggyback off of what Matt, uh, Vlad, and Jeff said, I mean, it, it sounds like we all have a specific strategy if and when this were to happen. Um, you know, between 80 and 100 games, uh, playing East and West Coast, there's just these these – rational and crazy ideas like Maddie and, and draft you put together. But one thing for me is, and the one thing that I learned from you three just talking is probably take more risk. And what I mean by that is, is like the, the higher end prospects like Mackenzie Gore, like Justin, you were talking about um, before the, the quarantine started. Uh, he's a guy that you could probably push up your board knowing that, you know, if there's not going to be a minor league season, they want to continue to get him reps. And if they want to continue to get him reps, then just bring him up to the big league club. Uh, same thing with a guy like a Joe Adele. And to be honest, I haven't drafted since the quarantine started. So I, I which is surprising for a lot of you to hear, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, so I, I haven't really delved back into it because I don't know what I'd be getting into. Uh, I already know that that all the teams that I've drafted, I have to readjust and, and replan everything that I drafted them for. And right now with all the uncertainty, I, I can't you know, I don't feel comfortable investing a lot of money into something that I don't know anything about. All right. Well, let's talk about fab because fab is, I think, going to be very important uh, for in, in a shortened season. So, Vlad, you're the, you're the fab whisperer. So how how is a shortened season going to affect the way you approach fab? 
Uh, it's just more uh, more money to spend every week, basically. If you just you know just just pure math. So uh, I think you you don't go into a panic state, uh, but you know once you draft your team, uh, you need to be able to I think uh, be able to to kind of burn and churn uh, more frequently and not really wait around and make a decision like uh, you know is this the player the real deal? Is you know if there if there are no minor leagues that might change things if rosters are expanded. But I think in general um, you need to try to like you know, that whole saving for the last month thing um, might be a little bit out the window. Sure. You want to save a few bucks in general, probably will just be less conservative. Um, and for the most part, you're just, you're, when you are bidding, you're looking for, for skills uh, of course, and, and playing time. So uh, every week, I think it's human nature to be tempted on, um, you know, what, what did this guy do last week? Uh, and, oh my God, you know, Renato Nunez just hit three home runs last week. Uh, you know, everyone goes crazy, goes running and spending, you know, is uh, is he more valuable than some other options there? And so uh, still a lot of time needs to be spent as far as um, our bid order. Um, what is valuable to us? What's important for our team and which player uh, can make the greatest impact in the shortest amount of time? So there's so many ways to go about it. Uh, once I have some idea of what the landscape is going to look like, um, I'm really going to try to dive into that and figure uh, help people figure that out. Jeff, what, what are your thoughts on Fab? Well, one of the things we might be dealing with, if we have MLB has expanded rosters, we might be looking at more platoons too. So anytime we can find a guy that's going to get a lot more playing time, if he has a full-time job, all of a sudden he's got a lot more value. Uh, conversely, you know, maybe, uh, you know, some of the guys we've been discounting because, oh, they're platooning or they're not going to have his full-time of a gig. Well, maybe they, you know, the fact that we don't have a minor league system might mean that they might be more valuable too. So I think what's going to ha- one of the things we're going to ha- see that's happening is like the first time anybody shows any sort of sign, you're going to see some big bids early. I think people will be a lot more aggressive, and it's our it'll be our decision: do we attack that? Do we go along with the wave, or do we sit back and just let people blow blow a big chunk right away and then swoop in later? I don't know. I, I have to kind of figure that out. And I think some of that has to do with how how big of a season we're having, how big major league rosters are, uh, and all that. Colin, yeah. what are your thoughts? I mean, I mean, for me, the the one thing that I need to look at is, you know, are we trying to cram 160 games into four or five months? And if so, how valuable will the fourth or you know the 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 starting pitcher streamers on the wire actually be? Um, if you're if you're actually doing a elongated season where uh, you have 80 games in a three month span, then how valuable will a fourth or fifth starter be on a team? So. You know, I'm looking at it from from the pitching side and, and how much it's going to affect these, uh, you know, on the fringe SP streamers and guys like that. And that completely depends on how many games there are and how long they're playing these games out. Because if you don't have to use a fifth starter, then why would you? And if you're playing double headers back to back every single day, then, yeah, you're going to have a lot more options on the waiver wire. To, to try and find guys like that. But I, I think like Jeff and Vlad said, you have to be aggressive whenever someone starts to show a sign. If, if you're, if there's only 80 games, well, you know, after five games, this guy hit five home runs. Well, you have to bank on the rest of those 75 games and it's not, you know, just a blip in the radar anymore. John. Yeah. Oh, or, go, go ahead, Matt. Uh, yeah. So it's not, it's, it, it, it would essentially, if we are talking about a, a shorter season here, it would become a sprint and not a marathon uh, for us. And that would increase the aggressiveness in bidding immediately um, for the majority of, of NFBC players. 
Um, the thing is though, like Jeff was saying, maybe securing, um, uh, secure closers that have a longer leash early on, because I, I don't know about you guys, but I've blown a shit ton of money, <laughs> like the $290 Nate Jones in 2016 and every single year. <laughs> um, so, so somebody with a longer leash in a shorter season, their value should go up essentially. Um, and then when you do see a closer go up in a shorter season, uh, that that he's the next guy in waiting. The, the money on that in Fab is going to be insane. So you're going to either need to figure out early on if you're going to be a part of that crew, like Jeff was saying, or if you're going to kind of want to wait back and fill things out um, to adjust to the new norm or the norm of 2020 and um, see if you can find a different way of being successful other than trying to uh, win a pissing contest. Because I'm not sure even in a short season, if you know blowing your load too early is going to be the, the right way to go. John? Yeah, I think you have to be aggressive. Um, you, in a shortened season, you can't afford to get behind too much because there just isn't enough time to make up ground. Um, so I think if you're, you know, if, if you're two weeks in and your team's kind of struggling a little bit, I think you kind of need to get aggressive and you need you need to bid a lot more than you normally would. Um, like I said, you can't you can't get behind. There's just not enough time in the season to make it up. All right, we are donate or we are uh, donating money to Meals on Wheels. Already raised over four thousand uh, dollars at this point. Forty two hundred dollars uh, has awesome. been raised uh, for Meals on Wheels. Uh, we're gonna do a couple quick uh, uh, giveaways uh, because uh, Maddie uh, donated a bunch of items, and I want to give away a few of them right now. Uh, one is uh, uh, he donated a Madison Bumgarner bobblehead, which I don't even know why he would have a Madison Bumgarner bobblehead that's <laughs> because he's a Dodger fan. Uh, so that's probably why he's giving it away. Hopefully it is in one piece and not going uh, uh, to the voodoo doll. It's Black oh, that, right? Yeah. The winner is yeah. the, oh, Justin Mason. Oh, I want yeah, the, 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 the winner is Eric Dressel. Uh, right. who, uh, actually, I know. Uh, he's a buddy of mine. He doesn't play fantasy baseball, but he saw my post on Facebook. Uh, and he's going to uh, give me the bubblehead. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think he's a Giants fan. So uh, he, he lives cool. in, in, in my hometown. So that works out. And then we're giving away a Drew, J.D. Drew signed baseball. Um, JD that contract Drew, didn't work out. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, that is uh, him and I have a long history together. I traded a $1 Chris Sale. Uh, for JD, a $14 JD Drew um, in a ale only keeper league um, and uh, uh, to try to win a league one year. And that, that paid off really poorly. Uh, so uh, you didn't win anyway. uh, Chris Mayer. Um, and I believe that's Chris from baseball pods who uh, does. Cool. fantastic. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, okay, so cool. thank you everybody for donating. Uh, that's uh, amazing. Thank you for uh, donating these prizes, Matt. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, and if you want to donate, you still can, you can do it uh, on, uh, on Venmo uh, at Justin Salinger or on PayPal, Justin Mason fantasy at gmail.com. And we're going to keep giving away these prizes all day long. Uh, let's see. We've got, uh, about five minutes, so we'll we'll have to um, move quickly through uh, uh, kind of this next and probably last question. Uh, what's ADP going to look like in 2021 if we have a very short season? Uh, Maddie, you got your finger yeah. out. Yeah, so I, I kind of thought of some things about the younger players. So the Luis Roberts, the Boba Shets, the uh, the Kevin Biggios. 
let's say that they don't get to play in the normal format that we're all used to and accustomed to where they're traveling stadium to stadium, there's fans, there's media pressure, there's all these other things. There's, there's longer series or there's, there's more book to be play, uh, put out on each player. Right. That's usually when uh, the younger players, you know, they get hot and then they kind of, you know, level out a little bit. Well, let's say that the Luis Roberts and Boba just get going and, and the season's shorter and the book isn't out yet and they succeed. And they they now are in 2021 going in the second round, third round, right? Um, but then the season in 2021 goes back to normalcy where they're traveling and not used to a custom traveling East Coast, West Coast and playing all these different games and different fans and different stadiums. Then I think that those players could have some sort of a negative ROI coming into 2021. Vlad, uh, twenty twenty one ADP is uh, is going to be overly weighted by based on what happened in a shortened season in twenty twenty, and therefore uh, those that follow along with that are going to basically get the, the, the short end of the stick and, and not have their valuations properly. Uh, it already is the case that with ADP, people always, uh, at least uh, most ADP that you see overvalues in general. It is average draft position after all what happened the previous year and not taking as much into account, uh, you know, the, the, the years before that or, um, or the mean in, uh, outcome or, you know, just so many things. And so it's going to be crazy. I mean, what if, uh, you know, Dylan Bundy was my example. I mean, he's my guy. What if he just goes on a crazy tear with the angels and, and is like a top five pitcher overall? What's that mean? I mean, are, you know, uh, is, a, is a, an intelligent, uh, sharp NFBC drafter going to take him in the second round, third round? Probably not. So a lot of sort of mental adjustments that we're going to have to make. Uh, you know, uh, Dylan Carlson uh, pl- plays the season and ends up leading the majors in home runs. Does that make him a second round pick? I don't know. Probably not. And so there's so much of that that's going to come into effect. I, I just would love to have this little piece of a 2020 season, 80 games or whatever it is, so that I can really go to work and uh, and spot those market inefficiencies for for 2021. Poor Dylan Bundy. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead, Jeff. Poor Dylan Bundy. You know, he finally gets out of Camden Yards, and now he's got to pitch 80 games in Phoenix uh, instead of. <laughs> but, uh, next year will be the big breakout year for Dylan Bundy. <laughs> it's never. I'll, buy, happen, I'll buy back honest. into it. I'll buy back into it. <laughs> go ahead, John. Yeah, I mean, I agree with both uh, what they just said. Um, it, it's all going to depend on how much of a season we have. It's tough to tell right now. Um, yeah, Maddie brought up a good point with the younger players. They're going to be at all new stadiums if they don't play in the, in the current stadiums this year. They'll be in all new stadiums, way bigger crowds, or a crowd, I should say. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I agree with that, what everybody said. And Jeff? Uh, one thing is there won't be September roster expansion like we're used to. It's going to be – I mean, we're going to have some roster expansion, but it's already going to be limited anyhow. So, you know, the over-reliance on, you know, second-half stats, how a player finishes, well, that's not as big of a problem as it's been in the past because we're all going to be dealing with the same playing field. I mean, more teams are going to be trying, because, pre- presumably because of the shorter schedule, uh, so the standings should be more compact. So they should be facing everybody's best shot at least. And Colin? Yeah, I don't know if it'll change that much from 2020 ADP, really. I mean, if we have a shortened season, I'm sure there's there's guys that are going to move up and down a little bit. Uh, and like, you know, Maddie and, and Vlad said that, you know, if there's guys that kind of pop off and, and do really good with this weird uh, weird season that we might have, then, yeah, maybe they do move up and, and there's there's places to uh, 
to capitalize on that. But uh, other guys I'll be looking into is guys like Shohei Otani. Um, we'll get to see him come fully back for a full season, possibly as a pitcher and a hitter. Uh, and I'll also be curious to see how the injured guys go. I mean, guys like Noah Syndergaard, would he really fall back that far from his 2020 ADP if he just misses this whole season? and comes back ready to go for 2021 whenever that starts up. So, you know, there's a lot of different um, a lot of different ways this is all this is all going to happen, but I think 2020 ADP is going to be really close to uh, 2021. All right, guys, I got to wrap it up uh, cuz got to bring the next crew in. I really appreciate you all joining me. Real quick, one by one, uh, I'll have you say your Twitter handle again and then promote all your work and then I will kick you out. Let's go ahead, John. Yeah, find me on Twitter at fish2483. Uh, works over at Arbor Pro. Um, and hopefully once we get some done with the season, there'll be uh, some more work over there. All right. Thank you for joining us. Jeff. Uh, hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Erickson. Hit us up on Rotowire. You get a free 10-day trial, rotowire.com slash free. And uh, listen to us where our various outlets. Thanks for having us, Justin. Thank you, Jeff. All right, Colin. Thanks for putting this on, Justin. Awesome, awesome stuff you're doing here. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at cweatherwax13. I did donate a RotoWare shirt that I'll be looking uh, for that to be going out later. And I did you put in one. I did you also put, won something. Oh, I did. Yeah, you won a TGFBI entry. Oh, sweet. <laughs> I didn't know if I was going to make it next year, anyways. Uh, so uh, you can give that away uh, any way you want before okay. next season. Sweet. And then I also wanted to put in the email I sent to Justin, it had to be a non-Justin Mason Rotowear shirt. So just for all the people that whoever wins it, it's not a Justin Mason Rotowear shirt. I'm not going to use that caveat. <laughs> no, you're the one purchasing it, so whatever. But thanks for joining us, Colin. Later, guys. All right. And Vlad. Yes, uh, at RotoGut on Twitter. Uh, my work is exclusively on FantasyGuru.com, FantasyGuru.com slash MLB. Uh, we do have a special right now for football and baseball combined for the year. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, I think the, the subscription is worth it alone because I have uh, the, the best and brightest minds come on my, uh, my show weekly. So hope you'll join. And that's it. Justin, thank you so much for having me. This has been uh, phenomenal. And uh, have fun with the rest of your guests today. Thank you. And Maddie, I'm uh, on Twitter at Maddie Wood uh, with two under uh, underscore on both ends, and you can find me over at Fantasy Pros doing uh, most of their DraftKings coverage, and then I'll also be covering the Dodgers throughout the season once we get there. Justin, thank you so much. Uh, it's always fun talking to you. Look forward to seeing you in February in San Francisco, and tell the wife as always we said hello. <laughs> there she is. Is it pee break time? <laughs> no, she's just coming in to uh, let us know what hour we're going into. Okay. Hi, Danielle. Hi. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks uh, for having me, my brother. I'll see you soon. Thank you. Falling in love is never by the book
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.